This is your daily shot of inspiration, and I'm Joe Longo, your guide to intuitive thinking, manifestation mastery, and oracle card insight. My mission is to ignite the spark within you, driving you towards your ultimate reality. Each day I'm going to be here offering you a dose of inspiration, a thought-provoking question, or a nugget of wisdom to steer your day towards success. Welcome to your daily shot of inspiration. What's good, everybody? I'm Joe. This is your daily shot of inspiration. Thank you so much for being here today. It is Sunday. We've got an interview for us, for you, for all of us, and it's a lovely interview. Today I'm talking with Adam Jablin. Adam is a fitness enthusiast, a recovery warrior. His unique positive energy and gift to relate to others has influenced people from all walks of life, including leaders in the field of health, psychology, entertainment, sports, business, and politics. Adam inspires and teaches both those fighting alcoholism and addiction and normal everyday folk to unleash their hidden Superman. Adam and I have an amazing conversation about his work, the Hero Project. And even though Adam works with recovery, Adam is not just a coach to help you beat an addiction. Adam is a coach to help you live your best life. Whether you are addicted and like it or not, we are all addicted to something as I sit here with my morning cup of coffee that I have to have because if I don't have it anymore, right, it hurts my head. This is an addiction. Anyway, we all have them like it or not. And Adam is here to help you not only be, get through, move through your addiction, but to tap into and become the best version of yourself. Today on the podcast, our first interview of the year, I'm really excited to share this conversation with Adam. Adam's links are in the show notes. Please check him out, follow him on Instagram, and I promise you will get nuggets of gold. Thank you for being here, everybody. And before we get into the episode, it is Sunday. That means tomorrow is Monday night, which is the first night of the Monday Night Manifestation Mastermind Group. And I would love for you to join me every Monday night throughout the rest of January. We are going to get together at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Zoom, group coaching, group accountability, oracle cards, meditation, all of the things to help all of us move through and live our best 2024. Thank you all for being here. Like, subscribe, do all of that good stuff. And I'll see you right back here tomorrow morning. What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo. This is the Daily Shot of Inspiration. You just, you just heard that intro. I'm here with Adam Javelin. Thank you so much for being here today, Adam. And if you are actually watching, there is a Superman with us as well um so <laughs> i just wanted yeah. to you know throw props to superman as well adam thank you so much for being here uh i was looking over all of your your stuff and this might sound crazy but it's so great to see other men doing this work and yeah. helping other men right grow and evolve and also realizing like a lot of us may have messed up or fucked up in the past and because of those fuck ups we get to do the work that we do today. And that's the way I look at my life. Like all of the mistakes I made are really to help me, right? Help everybody else. So you are a, a coach, an addiction specialist, a hero 
we'll say, right? And it's the hero project is is your your specialty. Can you throw us tell us a little bit about about yourself, Adam? Let's if you want to talk about drugs. Um. <laughs> One of my favorite topics. One of my favorite topics. Yeah. So I so I started uh, a company called the Hero Project, where I take my clients really through their. It's a version of the hero journey, the hero's journey. Um, but also we relieve them or release them from alcoholism, addiction, fears, insecurities, unhealthy dependencies, bad eating habits. So it's it's not, you know, look, where I went for my recovery and I'm still very healthy in that fellowship is a 12-step recovery program, which is designed for specifically alcoholism, addiction. My program is for the entire you know, the entire body, the mind, body, soul, spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like, like Superman, you know, it's, I, like you said before, our dark past and our mistakes are our greatest asset now. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to help people get through their trials and tribulations a lot faster and easier than I did because now now I know where the land mine is. Now I know where the tripwire is. Mm-hmm. Now I know where the bombs are going to go off. And if I can look back and go, make a left, make a left. now come straight. Okay, make a right. That that then it's all worth it. And and on this journey uh that got you to where you are today if, if you don't mind me asking, we're going to go real deep right away. Let's what go. It, it actually made you say, you know, it's, shit needs to change. I need to change. Yeah, that was an intervention. Um, July 14th, 2006, an intervention was, was performed on me. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was the worst day of my life, like, oh, my God, I'm one of these people. So you know, back in 2006, recovery was not what it is today. And it was definitely wasn't as celebrated. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing on People magazine or In Touch magazine or whatever it was, because there was no real phones back then or no smartphones. Uh-huh. And it would be everyone from like Britney Spears to Colin Farrell, just like people destroying their lives, going to rehab, Charlie Sheen. And I just like, I was like, I'm one of these fucking people. Mm. I'm one of like I, I had such a bad connotation with rehab and with alcoholism addiction. I just thought I was a heavy partier. Uh-huh. Uh, but I surrendered that day. I surrendered and I went to treatment and I went, Joe, with this idea that they, they said, let's because I had so much angst. I had so much pushback that they were like, well, let's just see if you let's take you there for 10 days and let's just see if you have this thing. That's what they called it. Let's see if you have this thing. <laughs> And it backfired on me uh-huh. and everything I learned, it, it was like going to school all over again. Everything I was learning hit home. Uh, I learned that alcoholism and addiction is a disease. Mm-hmm. It's not a lack of willpower. It takes four qualifications to be considered a disease in the medical association, right? So you have to be primary first, mm-hmm. you have to be chronic you get worse over time. Mm-hmm. You have to be progressive, excuse me, chronic, always there. You have to be progressive, worse over time, and you have to be fatal. So primary, chronic, progressive, and fatal. Now you take one of those away, it's still pretty bad, but it's a disorder, mm-hmm. right? You have all four, you're qualified as, as a disease. And I had no idea that I was sick. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And I was learning simple things, Joe, right? Very simple. Like I remember they had a poster of, a happy face with a smile, a sad face with a frown, a confused face with like, a, and it, what the idea was, make the appropriate face with the appropriate emotion. 
us alcoholics and addicts, we're a bunch of phonies. We're a bunch of fakes, right? So I was always smiling, winking, giving you this, but I was dying inside. I was upset. I was, if I wanted to kill you, I was smiling at you. If I was happy, I was smiling at you. If I was confused, I was smiling at you. If I was sad and I wanted to cry, I smiled at you. I was that broken. I was that much of a phony. I remember them telling me, Adam is over here and his emotions are over here. You know, your, your Adam's in Florida, his emotions are in California. I just wasn't together. Mm-hmm. I started learning about spirituality in a whole new way. I remember, I'll never forget this. Dr. John Dybin, who I'm still really close with to this day, taught me that, doc, that spirituality were like muscles, mm-hmm. right? And you cannot get more spiritual. You can, so we can't get more spiritual, as in you cannot, they're like muscles. You can't get another deltoid or another tricep or another bicep. Mm-hmm. But what you can do is get, get what God gave you. Your God-given is make that body bigger, faster, stronger, healthier, more fit, right? So spirituality is like muscles. You can't get more of it. I can't get more. But what God gave me, I can make it healthier. Mm-hmm. I can make it more fit. I can make it stronger. I can make it faster. And that resonated with me. And I just kept learning lessons like this, Joe, over and over and over. Uh, I was, I remember sitting with a Catholic priest. This is like day four in rehab. I'm a Jew from Jersey, right? <laughs> and, and and I'm with this Catholic priest and he asks me, do I believe in God? And I'm like, I'm, I know what the right answer is. You know, if you're sitting next to a Catholic priest who's asking you believe in God, you're going to say yes. You know? <laughs> so yeah, and I'm like law of attraction and I open doors for old ladies and woo. And he's like, okay, okay, I got you. Like, like relax. And he asks me to stick my arm out. So I stick my arm out and he does this. He, he goes like that. Mm-hmm. He goes, Adam, do you see what I did there? So I look at my arm, Joe. I look at the father. I look at my arm. I'm like, father, I, I don't see anything. You know, he does it again. He goes, Adam, do you see what I did this time? I look at the father. I look at my arm. I'm uncomfortable now. So I start using humor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, father, I'm Jewish. Maybe there's a disconnect. He starts laughing, <laughs> you know? He does it again. He goes, do you see what I put on your arm that time? Now I'm getting a little like weirded out, right? And I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. father, I heard about you guys and little boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> he starts, and he starts laughing and he shuts the lights off and he puts a UV light on, right? He puts a UV light on my arm and there are all of his fingerprints glowing, just glowing, all of his fingerprints. And I'm staring at them, Joe. And he goes, Adam, do you think that you could believe in a power that you can't see, taste, touch, none of the five basic senses that's been around you, loving you, guiding you, and brought you here to me now? And I'm watching these fingerprints glow. And it was the first time Joe was like, Father, I can believe. I can believe. And this Catholic priest, dude, this Catholic priest took this Jew from Jersey and downloaded him into the Matrix. I... I knew there was a God. I understood the concept. I was bar mitzvahed. My mother's from Israel. I, I thought people with faith were great. But if you really ask me the truth, I kind of thought it was a cop-out. I hated my favorite athletes that when they caught a touchdown or they knocked the guy out, they thanked God. But when they intercept, the guy intercepted, I'm like, you're not thanking him now. You got knocked out. I, 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 so I, I thought God was a little bit like Tinkerbell. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like think a happy thought and, and get – but when I needed this power greater than myself, Joe, it was there. Mm-hmm. And 
these stories that I'm telling you, I have a million of them, but this radical transformation from the inside happened. Mm-hmm. It was a spiritual transformation. And when I found out what I really was and I really surrendered and I, I just jumped into this new Adam that you see with both feet mm-hmm. and I never stopped. I never, ever stopped. That is so, so beautiful. And I love that, right? The things that we don't see that are there. And in 2001, right after September 11th, I took a Kundalini yoga class. Mm. And I was this ex-football player, jock, bro, dude, right? Yeah, yeah. And I go into this class. I'd taken a regular yoga class and I hated it because I couldn't do anything, right? And I'm strong and I'm like, why am I shaking, right? And these ladies. So my ego got crushed. A couple of days later, a Kundalini teacher came to the studio. A friend took the class. It was like, you have to come take it. I'm like, whatever, I'll go take it. So we sit down and before we start, she has us rub our hands together and then just play with that energy. Mm. And there was something in that moment when I pulled my hands apart and felt that energy and was like, oh my God, oh my God. What? I did that. That's me. That's all of us. And it was like this, everything changed. Like everything Mm. changed from realizing that ball of energy, right? That I created, like the unseen was like, oh man, that's me. I'm the unseen, all of it, everything. We all are. Why don't we know this shit? Yeah, I love that. It it just kind of kept going and exploring and not knowing, right? Like what I was uncovering, but it was like exactly like you explained. Because it's like that when you realize that there is so much unseen, right? Yeah. And then I I was raised evangelical Christian, right? So I was like the extreme of the extreme, and I was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Right. Like at least what you guys are telling me is bullshit, right? Yeah. I know some love, but this is love. But that energy, I'm like, wait a minute, this is it. Like this is we yeah. we can make it all happen. Like all of it. If we can I say this a lot, if we can get our heads out of our ass. Yeah, that's and, profound. And and see and be, right? And actually like, okay, this is it. And realize um that when we when we have those moments that we realize that there there's there's more but we're part of it yeah. as well. It's really spiritual, we'll say. Um, which leads me to uh, something I wanted to, to chat about. I was watching some of your videos and um, you talk about alcohol being a spiritual disease yeah. that needs a spiritual solution. Absolutely. And you I know, when I was... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no I, I apologize. We went to... Of course, it's spirits. They've been calling it spirits. Oh, shit. <laughs> They've been calling it spirits forever. And yeah, it didn't it did. click, right? And I'm like, oh, my God. Fuck, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Joe, honestly, I'm, I'm not bullshitting you. I did not want to get a little drunk or a little high. I wanted spiritual intoxication. You know, I wanted to drink and 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 do drugs and and hear Jim Morrison and see Jimi Hendrix and I I wanted to be in another dimension. I wanted to taste colors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wanted to feel music. I want I wanted spiritual. I wanted to walk on water when I was going into a bar or a nightclub. I want I wasn't looking to get a little tipsy. So mm-hmm. it's true. I really, you know, 
alcoholism addiction is a spiritual disease. You're, it, you, it kills your spirit, bro. Mm. It kills your spirit. I know a lot, a lot of my clients, very well-known, high-functioning, very successful, meaning financially, like what's in the bank account, men and women, and their spirit is as sick as a dog. I wouldn't trade places with them for all the money they have. You know, because it's, it's sad, you know, a spiritual disease will kill you. It will kill you. This, when the spirit's that sick, you know, it'll take the body down. It'll put a gun to its head. It'll say things it doesn't mean. It'll do things it doesn't want to do. So yeah, alcoholism addiction is a spiritual disease for sure. When you see, we're going deep again. Sorry. When you when you see someone, right? Because like again, I'm like uh, uh, an intuitive mindset manifestation coach, right? Like I work with people. I'm helping them like get right what you know that thing, that goal, right? And That's awesome. A lot of right self worth issues where people are like I'm just not worthy. But when you're that, like when you have a client come to you that is that, and you're like, shit, your spirit is sick. How do you? How do you? How do you bring them back? How do you get Thank them to you start for asking. believing them in themselves again? Well, the first thing I need to do is really connect with my client and build a common language, mm-hmm. right? So let's just pretend, I'm just pretending, that you found me from a wife or your parents, or you actually were so sick, you actually had enough humility. I was already studying enough to go, okay, he knows about Kundalini. He was a jock in school. I like his hat. He's still fit. I know I, I need to find a common language. If I start speaking recovery talk or something too deep or profound, we're not going to connect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's 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 you're just, it's going to be for naught. It's going to be for naught. But if I could speak in your language, oh, you understand energy, Kundalini, and then start. What happens is when you build a common language with somebody, you start breaking down the walls mm-hmm. and build a trust. That's what I need to do first. Mm-hmm. I need to build a trust. I cannot focus on what's making them miserable and sick. I need to build a trust and then build a compelling future. Mm-hmm. If, th- if I have trust and now I have something to look towards, we will slowly leave these things that are killing them behind. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to do – we're not going to go anywhere until I build that trust. We're around the same age. So I'm going to use movie references that we get. You know what I mean? I understand that the audience could be really young, but you know there was it, it. It just came to my mind, so I figured I'd use it. Um, you know, maybe it's God talking to me. But there's a scene in, in Goodwill Hunting with uh, Robin Williams and Matt Damon, and there's a time there that that Robin Williams he comes every week, and they just sit there and they don't say a word hour after hour because it was a he had to go see it until they finally broke the ice. And it, what happened was. Matt Damon's character, which is Will Hunting, finally ended up kind of trusting Robin Williams because Robin Williams wasn't pushing. Mm -hmm. He wasn't forcing him to get an answer and to get his emotions out of him. And finally, just the the air in the room just kind of dropped. And they started making jokes. Mm -hmm. And upon that little bit of connection, the healing began. It's a little like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's hard. It's hard work. Um, I, it's emotional for sure. Yes, worth it, right? Worth it, yeah. Um, but but hard. And I've I've recently 
have been, you know, honing all of my coaching and bringing it together to call, you know, a program called the power of simple. Great. Super fucking hard. Great. Right. Super hard, but we have to do the simple things. And I heard you talking about that in some of your videos, right? We have, we have to move this human form of ours, right? Yeah. Right. Get up and go for a walk. And when I start looking at just my life, right, the things that changed, that helped me change, that helped me get here where I am today, there's a simple practice of, of journaling, right? Writing a page a day, get the shit out, meditating a little, not a lot, but just starting simple practices, but every day. And some people I work with are great. They're like, oh, hey, yeah, let's do it. And then, and I'm curious if you find this, others are like, I'm doing it, but I hate it. And almost like I have the attitude of, I want to get better, but I can't get better because I don't want to get better. Does that make sense? Of course, well, yeah, I think like, you and I will come across every kind of personality. I'll, I'll tell you this though, if they're doing it and they hate it, at least they're doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, so I respect that client of yours. Because I believe, at least for people that find me, right? If you're manifesting and you're keeping it simple, my people are kind of, they're sick, you know, mm. or they're, sorry about my clients, but they're hurting. They're, sure, they're sure. in pain. And so it's not about I'm seeking this. It's more about I'm, I'm hurting. And um, a lot of it for my clients is, is two simple decisions every day. It's actually doing the things that are good for them that they don't want to do, like you just said, uh -huh. the journaling and, and, and the meditation and, and beautiful practices like that. The second decision is doing, not doing the things that they do want to do. Uh -huh. You know, going to the kava bar, getting that extra shot, eating the potato chips, you know what I mean? Sitting on the couch, not making the important phone call. So, those are the two biggest obstacles my clients have every day. So if you have a client that's like, I'm doing it, but I hate it, that's great, right? Because just do it till you love it. <laughs> right? And it's that. Right? Do it till it. you love it. Yeah. Right? Like keep, keep pushing through. And there is this. It, it, I've been finding the, the magicalness of the brain, right? And it's just in our culture, our society. We are programmed to worry. That's normal. Just worry, 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 worry. But when amazing folk like us come along and be like, but wait, what if we flip the worry? Like, it's so hard. Well, of course it's so hard because we've been worrying for 49 years. Yep. And now we're trying to flip it. So I'm wondering if you have any uh, tips or tricks that you can share because I would think addiction is probably the hardest yeah. habits, right? To break, yeah. right? So in that, and I just heard this, uh, well, I actually read a, a wonderful Joe Dispenza uh, meme about breaking the habit of being yourself. It was like, you first yeah. have to address the habit that you want to break, change, but then replace it with something else. Yeah. Like have that. Do you find, do you use that? Do you find that works in Absolutely. habits? Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm like this hybrid, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I love Dr. Joe's work. I have not done a workshop yet, but I know a lot of people that have like people that are addicted to it. And, um, and, and, and by the way, I believe if I go to one, I will become addicted to it as well. And I do a lot of his meditations. I, ha uh -huh. I bought like seven of them. You know, like I, so I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. 
but I'm a hybrid. I, um, I, I know that meditating eight, nine hours and going into the quantum, as he says, and redesign, you know, redesigning yourself in the, in your head and letting go of that old, it's all true, but I'm also somebody that really believes in the physicality mm-hmm. and my, my clients need to start moving that body and, and using it. And what happens is when you start doing these, these little disciplines every day, you start building some self-confidence, right? Even if they hate it, they're starting to build confidence just by doing what they committed to. Then little by slowly, they start looking better. They start feeling better. The nutrition starts kicking in. We're, we're talking about some deep spiritual truth. They're also letting out a lot of fucking baggage. They're letting it out. So they're looking at things for the first time. and They're getting it out of their nervous system. They're finally just releasing this shit, just releasing it. I, although I understand trauma, it's not a word I like to use often because I do know how serious trauma is. Mm-hmm. So I just call it the garbage, you know, the stuff in the, the stuff in the basement, like Rocky said, I know it could be considered trauma, but I'm not a trauma expert. I'm an addiction expert. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, and we, we start rewiring the brain and we start looking at what's their mission statement. What's their purpose in life? What's their primary question? What's their driving force? What's their leading energy? What's that leading energy like? What are their love languages? You know what I mean? And finally, like Joseph Campbell, Joe, we have my, my clients slay the dragon, right? And 99.9% of us, that dragon is us. Uh-huh. It's that thing that's not letting us. It's that football player, that, that fit football player. that's like, I'm not fucking doing yoga. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nothing was stopping. It was Joe versus Joe. Right. right? And exactly. it's Adam versus Adam, you know? And so that's, you know, really very similar practices to you. Um, but with my clients, I'm on them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I'm on them and they need, my, my clients need that accountability. They actually need it. They crave it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, a, I, I know a lot of my clients also, right. It's like, are you doing it? Like we all need it. I need it. Right? Yeah. I need my yeah. Like, did you do what you were supposed to do? Like, did yeah. you actually do what you said you were going to do? And again, the more I do it, right? The more we all do it, the more it becomes a new habit and it becomes easier. I'm curious when you went in, right? You had that event happen. You went into recovery. You went through yeah. the process. What, what made you realize you want it to then be a coach and help others? Wow. So that's the question of questions. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't know I wanted to be this. And to be honest with you, I hate being it. Mm. I hate it. Interesting. When I was younger, I was a very empathetic, sweet, sensitive kid, but also still a hybrid of an alpha male. So I would hit you with, I would wrap you up in football the right way. My coach would yell at me, Chaplin, lay him out. And then I would help my opponent up and they would yell at me, right? I would, I, I was a good fighter. I would show somebody what I did in boxing. I would show them the moves I did after. And my coach would yell at me then. When we were bodybuilding and training, I always wanted the betterment from my, from the pe- person I was training. I always was that guy. Now here's the truth. Being raised in Jersey, moving down to South Florida, you know, uh, it made me feel very feminine. Mm-hmm. It made me feel I I wanted to have what Michael Jordan has, 
what Kobe had, what my father had. I wanted to have that killer instinct and I don't give a fuck about your feelings, but I, I wasn't wired like that. And it made me feel very soft. When I started getting sober, eventually what you have to do is you start giving, if you don't give it away, if you don't take somebody else through the process of recovery, you don't get to keep it. So I started helping people get sober and I loved it. I loved it. And I started realizing, man, I'm really good at this. Plus, with my sobriety, I started running my company, the family business, in a different way, mm-hmm. much more like Phil Jackson and, and spiritual and zen-like, not like a fucking enforcer. And, and everything started to flourish. So when I went into this uh, industry, A, I was very naive and I didn't know how saturated it was. Mm-hmm. And B, I liked people knowing I don't want to do this. <laughs> That's the truth. The truth is I want to be the star. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want, that's why I'm so good at it, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'm actually wired for it. My ego doesn't want to be Phil Jackson. Mm -hmm. My ego wants my tongue out with a 23 on it, scoring 48 a night. (laughs) You know what I mean? I, but, but that's what I, that's what I want to experience. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I want to have the coach. But it's not, it's not who I am. Uh-huh. Oh, that's I'm, 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 I, I'm designed to this. Mm-hmm. So although I'm, I feel blessed for you and I, because you're probably the same way, that everybody and their mother wants to be in this industry, and I applaud them, I don't know why. <laughs> you know, because, because I'd rather be the star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To me, to me, somebody that worked his ass off for so many years to make my money and, and discipline and business and, and like, you know, risk. And for me, sometimes I'm like, are you being a coach because you don't want a day job? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like, like that's how I feel sometimes. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. I just let it go. I let go of the judgment. I'm like, okay, you want to be this great. I don't want to be this. I am this. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? This thing chose me. I didn't choose it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't want to be Steven Spielberg behind the camera. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be George Clooney in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, but I, I can't argue with the way God made me. Mm-hmm. Right. But now, right? And it's interesting to think about because I'm definitely one of those uh, same as you, Adam. I'm like, I, I want to be on the stage. I want to be talking. I want the microphone in front of my face. Yeah. I don't want to go to the party. I don't want to yeah. be there. I don't want to be a guest. I want to be the party. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm much better, <laughs> better that way. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. And now I think because of social and like we have the ability to be like, okay, I can do this and I can wet my whistle, right? And 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 put myself out there. And be because you Yeah, but but seen, the right? but the attention the attention I'm getting is because I fucking destroyed myself and hurt myself so much <laughs> and now I have something to give because mm-hmm. I have a solution to their problems. But if you ask me if I want to be that person or I want to be Axel Rose in the front of Guns N' Roses. I want to be Axel Rose. But don't you? Don't Do you know I mean Axel Rose right now doing what you're doing? Like I'm looking at a fucking rock star. I brother, I I appreciate it, and and and, and there are times that I I feel that way, 
but I know the truth, right? I can feel that way. And also, I also know that if I get off the stage and I actually start believing that shit, then I'm, then God's going to, God's going to level me and, you know, humble me because I'm not speaking and I'm not helping people because it's good for Adam. He could have right. taken me out a long time ago. Which is even ago. better, Adam, right? You know? Those things. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's cool. But I think, so just recently, a friend sent me a message, and she was like, Joe, it, like, you're doing it. You're doing it. And my reply was, thank you. It's all I can do. And it's like, I have to do this, like you're saying, right? Like, yeah, you found I'm supposed to do this. And it's yeah, you found your curse. Well, you know, think of it, right? So I, I one of the reasons I use that is because I, again, I'm going to use our age. I saw this. I, I really hope I don't destroy it. I hope people can look it up on YouTube or whatnot. But Howard Stern was interviewing Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And and they're talking about how Jerry Seinfeld's minds work. He's like, so you're just fucking writing jokes all day, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like constantly. All I'm doing is seeing what's funny. Is that he goes, he goes, oh my god, that sounds like torture. And and Jerry Seinfeld goes like, and he goes like, isn't that the gift of life to find what torture, what torture you you enjoy, and that you can make the most out of and and fulfill. And then Howard Stern started reflecting like, oh, right. Like, that's what I'm doing at this show, mm-hmm. right? Like, even even though he doesn't want to be doing it anymore, even though he's been doing it for so many years and he's fired so many people, he's hired so many people. In the set, like, it's, 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 it's his, his torture is his love, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's the same thing for all of our, our heroes, Jordan, Kobe. Like, even when the game left them and they had to get up, there was something in them. Like, it was still their torture. They still found somehow to be a part of the game and selling sneakers and owning the team. And, you know, so I think that's I, I, that's why I call it our curse. Mm-hmm. You know, because, look, I mean, I rather – I like the fact that an audience, like your audience or clients that know me, know the truth. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't, I don't want to be what I am. <laughs> and me, right, Coach Joe now wants to say, well, Adam, what do you want to be? And if you want to be that rock star, but again, I'm looking at a rock star. I think it's just our perspective. I, and I appreciate it. And I, I guess it's just really, it's, and I take it as a compliment. And, I, and I'm saying thank you. But it's, um, I love helping people. I love helping people and I love watching them accomplish their goals and their visions and and accomplish wonders. I love it. I get such a high off of it. But again, if it's the star player or the coach and you're like, who do you really want to be Adam? Like, who do you really want to be? Do you want to be Obi-Wan Kenobi or do you want to be Luke? When I'm watching the movie, I want to be Luke. Mm -hmm. You know, I just happen to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't want to be Morpheus. I want to be Neo. Mm-hmm. But I'm Morpheus. You know, I want to be the one taking the red pill and being the one and saving the movie. But I'm not that guy. I'm the guy showing him how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think it's very healthy for me to, to, to have that honesty. Uh-huh. Sure. Totally. Yeah. And it's yeah. beautiful to, to see it and hear it. Um, I'm still going to 
respectively saying too late you're a rock star already of which <laughs> oh thank um, you brother thank and you it's this I, I love the way that, that you said that you like you love what you do and this is what you do and i'm gonna bring it back to spirituality because i'm all sure. about when we're playing the game right when we're playing this game especially spirituality we gotta play it big and we gotta right there there's no like shortcutting right so i truly believe that as spiritual beings, right, souls that our soul in ch chose to incarnate into our present human form, that before you plop down in New Jersey, right, your soul was like, yep, I agree to this. I agree to all the drugs, the intervention, everything. And then when we get here, right, we go through all of the stuff. And in the realization that I actually chose this, helps me right better right not be the rock star and play this role or play this role and be the rock star being like this like i i know and once i think like that moment with the energy right like there was something in that flip it was like okay i know i'm here for something more and i don't know what it is yeah. right and that was 20 years ago you know and now i'm finally figuring it out i'm like shit I need it, right? All of that to happen. So I can help yeah. everyone that I'm working with now, just like you, right? So I can help the people. So I can be like, I wanted this to happen, right? Like I wanted to live in the woods surrounded by trees. And now here I am in the woods surrounded mm, by trees. That's beautiful, bro. You know, but we got to be able to like be like okay with all of the shit that happens. Because I'm a big, like I say it, like, like you might be getting the shit beat out of you right now, but there's a reason. Yeah, you know, and then I get the comments like, "Oh, so I got stabbed for something?" I'm like, yeah, you did. I'm sorry that you got stabbed, right? But there was there's something, and eventually we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna learn it. We got to be open enough and be present enough to actually say, "Okay, this is it. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going." Yeah, and I'm cool with it. Yeah, and be be the hero yeah yeah i you know i identify with that you know i identify with everything you said i identify with the the hero part i identify with the hero's journey i just i know that there's a hero in all of us mm -hmm. you know i just know that and i i just been um coming more to terms with like vocalizing these things like you you saying i know there's a hero in every one of us. And I bet Absolutely. you can see it, right? And when I work with my clients, I'm like, I see the magic. Mm -hmm. I can see your magic. And I feel like that's just a gift, right? Like you yeah. see the hero, I see your magic, right? Like, and if we can tap into that and then reflect that back to our people that we're working with, be like, if I can see it, you can see it, it's there. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, you know, I'm saying this as a Jew, right, from Jersey that believes in the Jewish Messiah, if you need to go to religion. But that's what G Jesus saw you whole. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't see the leprosy. Jesus didn't see the, the sickness. He saw, you know, he saw you. So whatever you believe about this guy, whatever <laughs> you believe, you know what I mean, he was a prophet. No, he's the Messiah. No, he, he, he didn't raise after three days. Whatever. Those are all your personal beliefs. We, but when you read what he did, you know he saw the person whole. He saw them healed. You know he would always say, "It's your faith that made you whole, mm -hmm. and not 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 my power. It was your faith." 
Um, so I, I'm with you. That's exactly what happens. You see your client exactly where they want to be. I see my I see my client already at the destination, mm-hmm. right? And now, but they're really here. And now I have to somehow make them match. Right, right. Um, and it's beautiful when we make it match, and you yeah. see that growth, like in the, you know this uh, like curse. It's such a beautiful curse, right? Yeah. Cause like when, the best. when I, uh, the call or I have that session and I, I did it, I got the job, I bought the house, I got the car, I got the girl, the girl, the boy, the whatever. Right. Like I did it like that feeling. I was like, of course you did. Like you were always going to do it. I just happened to be the lucky person to help you get there, to push you. Yeah. Keep saying you can do it. Yeah. And that curse, I will fucking take any day of the week. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's pricey. Yeah they, yeah, they always say, right, if you put, if you had everybody throw their problems into a basket, you, you choose yours back. Mm-hmm. All you of know? them. So, yeah. All of them. All of them. Yeah. All of them. Um, like I, I mentioned, you know, John, football player, like I look back and I'm like, all of those things, like the mistakes that I made, even when I got hurt, like, and people were like, you, you, you shouldn't play. I'm like, ah, I'm going to play. Like, I got to play. I'm learning lessons. And now again, like 30 years later, I am learning so many lessons that I learned on yeah. the football field, but I'm just realizing them now. Like, that's awesome, bro. I mean, you're open. That's the best. I'm open too. That, that's what makes mm-hmm. us happy. Right. You know, we're open. I, you know, that, that's a great, that's a great way to live. It's a beautiful, but I've, it took me years, right? So for everybody listening, right? Like, my program, The Power of Simple, yours, The Hero, tell me again. What is the Hero Project. The Hero Project, right? They sound beautiful. Hard work. Absolutely. Hard work. But so worth it. So yeah. worth it. Hard work, meaning the, the mind shift to be able to go through the emotional work and journey. Mm-hmm. Not hard work like going into a coal mine every day. Right. You know what I mean? For 18 hours a day or working a forklift in the middle of 105 degree weather. You know, hard that we will embrace the emotional journey. Yeah. We'll have to feel. Yeah. And actually, yeah. Really be honest with feeling and believe that you're the person that can, believe that you're the person that does. Uh, have a heart, body, and soul of giving without trying to get, you know, develop a mission statement, a purpose, dance with fear, pass on what you learned. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It is. But so good and so worth it. Yeah. So worth it. It, it really makes um, this life beautiful. Yeah, dude. It does. Adam. This has been absolutely amazing. And as we were talking about coaching, where? I mean, your links are in the show notes, but tell everybody if they want to work with you. And this thought came up earlier. Do I have to be addicted to anything to work with you? Let's just say, I'm like, I listen to Joe's podcast and I just want to work with you. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. I mean, being an addiction addiction expert and specialist is what 
honed my craft. Mm-hmm. I do feel, although some people are addicted, everyone's addicted to something, sure, even if course. it's <laughs> even if it's fear or those repetitive thoughts. But no, not at all, mm-hmm. not at all. You know, in in the hero's journey, there's three. In the hero project's journey, there's three basic parts, and you don't need to you don't need to ever touch a drop of alcohol or drug. Like, but the three basic parts are the separation. So for some of my clients, it's separating from alcohol, separating from drugs, separating from fear, separating from that old job, separating from those old ideas. There's a separation part. We're going to separate and and it's going to be all new. Then there's an initiation process. We're going to learn all the skills, right? You have to initiate. You got to learn the force. You got to learn Kung Fu. You got to become who you're going to be, right? This is where Mr. Miyagi is teaching Daniel Sun all his moves. But then there's a return home where you return home and get to show people who you really become and what you're really about. So, no, you don't need to be addicted to anything. You just have to be ready to take the journey. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And with that, I want to touch on something. I thought about it earlier, and I've been sitting with this. I heard uh, Alex Harmozy. I don't know if you're familiar with Alex Harmozy. He said this, and it really stuck with me, and I've been sitting with it, and I think he called it level up loneliness. Yeah. That when, we, when we're doing this work and we're leveling up, that sometimes when we go around that journey and we come home, nobody's home. Yeah. It's a whole new group, right? Like there's space. It's a whole new group. It's a and whole new group. In that. Have you experienced or maybe worked with some of your clients on that idea of like this? There's there might be a time in this process where you feel like you're at your fifth grade birthday party and nobody came. All the time. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we, we call it there's it's a part of the process. We actually call spirit over scoreboard. That's what we call it. It's a, it's a right where you have to keep your spirit high, mm-hmm. even though the scoreboard says you're shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's your birthday and nobody came. So how do we keep your spirit high to get to your goal? Mm-hmm. Even though the scoreboard is reading zero. You know? So, yeah, there's a, there's actually a process I teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's interesting, right? And it's real. I think for everybody that's going through any kind of real self-reflection, there's going to be people that drop away. But there's also going to be... <laughs> Beautiful people that then now come in as we level up, our circle is going to start leveling up as well and be more supportive. Um, So where can people find you? How can they book sessions with you and any events or anything like that happening? Yeah. So they can find me at Adam Jablin on all platforms. Um, And that's where they could see my programs. Everything from the Hero Project to Hero Fit to Hero Fit All In, whatever they want. Um, we are going to have the Neuro Hero Conference 2 in Texas in February. This is with me and Dr. Rob Kelly. I have a couple of speaking gigs coming in January, but I forgot exactly the location. Yeah, I mean, because there's, uh, you know, there's so many places that you can do this now. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Adam Jablin and that's where I'll post where I'm at. And, and also I give a lot of content out so people can understand what it's like to be with me, what it's like to, to have me as a coach. They can get a feel for, for who I am and what it's about. Yeah. A lot of great content on your Instagram. A lot of, a lot of good stuff. 
Thanks, bro. Yeah, it really is just to, it's just to give and give and give. And also to build a rapport with a, hopefully a, a new client that they go, oh, okay, this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. There's not, they're not trying to figure it all out. Right. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I just want to thank you for your time and for being real and, and doing the work that you are doing because we all thank you, Joe. You too, man. You thank too. You. I can't wait to see your, your thing take off. That's going to be awesome. Me too. Me too. And, um, Dr. Rob Kelly, friend of the show. So a shout out to, to Dr. Rob. He was on at the beginning of the year. So please send my love to Dr. Oh, Rob. Dude, totally. He's, totally. He's a great, great guy. Um, the best. Yeah. So for everyone that is listening, check out the show notes schedule some stuff with Adam and literally let's all start creating our best reality. Adam, thank you so, so, so much. Thank you, Joe. Awesome.